Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Danny Brown Talks Phoenix. I, of course, am your host, Danny Brown. And today I have the pleasure of sitting down with Shannon Stewart of The Vintage Arizona. Welcome to the show, Shannon. Thank you. Nice to be here. Yeah, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to sit down with us and tell us all about what you're doing over at The Vintage. So um, why don't we start there? I, I'd love to get to know you. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your background and what The Vintage is. Perfect. Um, so I am a Phoenix native, specifically native to a small part of town called Sunny Slope. Uh, which is a, it's an eclectic um, area in Phoenix and it's about nine square miles and has a, a crazy history. Um, so I, uh, let's see, I worked a million retail jobs and I just decided kind of on a whim one day that I was going to open up a vintage shop <laughs> and it's, um, just it's been the most amazing experience i thought we could do this for a year and see what happens sell some of my dad's stuff and now i'm doing podcasts and getting interviewed on the radio and uh yeah it's been going really well that's awesome that's awesome so you you were born and raised in sunny slope then is is yes, yes. so kind of a unique experience uh, my parents actually this month will be in their house for 46 years so wow ever moved. I went to Sunny Slope Elementary and Sunny Slope High School. And when we originally thought about opening up a shop, we were looking at a place on Grand Avenue. And my mom said, why don't we take a look at some retail spaces around Sunny Slope? And we ended up finding uh, this building had been empty for about four years. And I have always wanted to do something in the building that we're in. And it's about a mile away from my folks. So I'm just honored to be in Sunny Slope and to be a business owner. And I just, I, I have, my heart is in this town. That's cool. I, you know, I don't, I will be honest. I don't know a ton about Sunny Slope other than since I've been in real estate, I've been banging the drum that two areas that if I was a super long-term investor that I would be investing in for real estate wise, uh, commercial or residential is the Garfield Historic District and Sunny Slope. Yeah. That both of those areas are incredibly centrally located. Uh, both of them ha have a bad rap, um, <laughs> you know, some valid, some not, but I, those areas are definitely changing. And I'm sure your parents have seen a huge change in 46 years. Um, and I really think that Sunny Slope is, is on the, the upswing um, right now. I totally agree with that. And it's funny because I actually just moved back to Sunny Slope, I, my home back to Sunny Slope. I was living in Garfield. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I completely agree with that. It's a, it's, you know, both they're, they're very similar, honestly. Um, definitely Garfield is, I don't know, uh, parts of it are definitely older than Sunny Slope, but um, moving back, I actually just moved back here a month ago and I am seeing it through new eyes. It's a really gorgeous part of Phoenix. There's beautiful mountains, hiking trails everywhere. It's just, it's a great um, kind of untapped I don't know. And the people that live here, we like leave and then we come back. It's very unique. It's, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I'm, I, 
you know, I think like a lot of Phoenicians, we, we wanted to move away when we were younger. And I think now we're really in a, in a place where we're so proud to be here. We're proud to be Phoenicians. We're proud to, um, cause I just, I think this town has blown up and done so many wonderful things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got, um, in there now it's in a beautiful building. The, is it little miss piggy barbecue? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Is yep. right in there. Uh, you've got is North, is it North mountain brewery on seventh and I want to say cave Creek. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, Seventh Street and Dunlap, and they're yeah, awesome. And, yeah. You know, it's you've got the Shea Corridor, you've got Moon Valley, and then you've got North Central Phoenix, all surrounding Sunny Slope, and then yeah. of course the mountains. And so it's just you're you're 100 right that it's this this area that just hasn't been tapped, and I think people are discovering it because you know you drive through there, and I'm starting to see flips and renovations and people you know cleaning things up and. Uh, people buying multifamily. There's a lot of uh, multifamily homes, you know, triplex, duplex, fourplexes in there that people are fixing up. And so, <laughs> you know, I think I think that that area is is really on the the rise. And so, um, I think a lot of that has to do with probably what you're saying is people leaving and then coming back and investing within their own community. Definitely, definitely. And I think there are a lot of people taking you know, with, with everything that's been going on the last year and a half, um, everything, it was so unknown and, you know, scary, honestly, with COVID. And I think that people are, have decided, you know what, I'm just going to go after this dream that I've always had. Um, I spent about a year alone in this building. It's, there's three suites in the building that I'm in. And, some friends of mine, they opened up a tintype portrait studio. And just a few months ago, a friend of mine opened up a contemporary vintage shop. So we're, we're trying to be kind of a destination. And the area that I'm in is known for vintage. Um, there are established shops down the street. So we're, we're in a really good, we kind of already had a, you know, a market there because people came here to shop for vintage items. So um, it was a, it was a smart move on our part to not, to not go out to downtown. Though downtown would have been fun too, but um, it's just, it's nice, you know, every day when I forget my iPad, I'm half a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. I've done that where I show up to my office and I'm like, ah, oh, crap, I forgot my laptop and have to go back home and grab it. Um, well, let's, I'd like to unpack a little bit of what you said there. Um, you know, vintage, I think means it's a very kind of loose term. And when I think of vintage shops, my mind immediately goes to kind of Melrose district Mm -hmm. with everything that's along seventh Avenue, you know, what is, what's different about the area that you guys are in versus what is what's in the Melrose district. You know, they're very similar actually. Um, I definitely think, you know, Melrose is, is an, I love, I love shopping in Melrose, but it's, it's a higher end, I would say, uh, more mid century. Um, I think just by nature of, of the area that it's in, it's, there's, you know, they're wealthier. So there's more expensive items and the shops are, they're stunning. There's, um, I was funny. I was chatting with a woman a couple days ago and we were talking about the vintage, shops in town. And she said, we are an anomaly in Phoenix where we truly help each other out. She said, it's more cutthroat in most other cities, but out Mm. here, if somebody's looking for something specific, it's like, we all want to, 
we all want each other to thrive. So I'm constantly telling them like, is this what you're doing today? Are you guys looking? And some people just want to go and look. They, they want to look at things that remind them of their childhood or, you know, or their grandparents or whatever. And, and so they'll spend the whole day going to every single one of these shops. Um, I just, yeah, it's the shops down here are, um, I feel like a little bit more kind of Southwestern and rustic compared to the Melrose is a little bit glossier and shinier. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, the uh, the Melrose area definitely you kind of hit the nail on the head with the mid century modern kind of vibe, um, where I, I can definitely kind of parse out what you're saying about the the southwestern kind of vintage of the yeah. Sunny Slope area. Yeah, and there's more now with my friend who just she just opened her shop. It's called Ival. Hers, she's doing more uh, postmodern, and it's hers is glossy and shiny, and she's, you know, it's a completely different thing from what my shop is, and I think it's, I think it's wonderful. Um, there are a couple of gentlemen are going to be opening up a mid-century, but I'm so excited for them um, in Sunny Slope on Hatcher. It's called the Eye Opener. Um, they're taking over a, it's a really great building it was a restaurant for the longest time and has been empty so i'm excited that they're going to bring more of that to this part of town that's very cool so yeah. so what makes what makes something vintage and and what sort of furniture is it that you're or items that you're selling um you know kind of give me a a little bit of a description of of what someone can expect when they walk into your store so vintage technically is something that's 20 years or older, okay. um, so broad and loose term. Um, antiques are going to be something that's 100 years old. So we sell, um, honestly, a little bit of everything in here. I have a garden section. We sell furniture. I like to flip furniture, so I like to bring new life to it. Um, we sell a Southwestern. Um, I, I deal more with smalls. Um, so not, I don't have tons of pe big pieces of furniture, but we sell, I mean, we have books and model kits and you know, little tchotchkes and I have like a global section. So we have, um, I sell plants in here, <laughs> a lot of handmade stuff. So I kind of turned all of my passions. I love to paint. I love sign making. Um, so I turned all of that into, into what the vintage Arizona is. Um, it's, like a celebration when you walk in. I like, I, I wanted to create a, you know, almost like a party atmosphere. I wanted you to walk in and just be kind of blown away by the things that are in here. I wanted it to be an experience. So I had a local DJ friend. Um, he's, he has great taste in music. I asked him to make a playlist for me. So we have, you know, and people comment on the songs. I literally have people dancing in here because it's just, this like joyful, they, they, and they keep coming back, which is so amazing. It's a safe place for people to come. And it was safe during COVID. Um, it took everything very, very seriously. So they knew that they could, you know, escape their house and come to this fun place. And it's, yeah, gosh, it's just been the neatest experience. That's fantastic. So it, when you, <laughs> so it kind of, uh, hurt my feelings when you said 20 years old uh means vintage because that I immediately was like oh 
that's all the stuff from when I was a kid. <laughs> so the eighties and nineties, and I guess even stuff in 2000 would be considered vintage at this point. Yeah. We, my, my friend, she's, uh, you know, she's like, I'm selling vintage Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> that is so weird to think. Oh, I know. It's weird to think that like, you know, Spice Girls items are, <laughs> are but you know here we are <laughs> uh so secondhand some of it's not everything is vintage um i really truly think that uh, selling secondhand is so important in our in our country in our society to um you know instead of things just getting thrown away um I clean it up and I, I do, I set up vignettes. So, so people come in and it's just, it's very calm in here. Um, it is a lot of stuff, but it's, everything is so well merchandised that it's, it's just very, every section is very pleasing. That that's really cool. It sounds like you've really created an atmosphere to make people feel comfortable and, and also enjoy themselves. Definitely. It's, I never anticipated making friendships out of this. And I truly, um, people just, they come in and I'm also, I, I'm a hairstylist too. So I'm just naturally one of those people that, it, you know, people tell me all their secrets and I will have people come in and they'll spend two hours in here. We just talk about life and tell stories and, um, and it's so cool because they will pick up an item and, and they'll tell me the story about, you know, that their, their grandparent had this, or it was a company they worked for. And they're like, gosh, I haven't thought about that in 20 years. Um, <laughs> so cool. And it's so cool that, cause I, I mean, I, I love reselling things and there is a booth rental, you know, so you, you can be removed from it, but I'm so honored that I get to not only be kind of the placekeeper for some of the items, but that I get to hear the stories about, you know, this thing that they, and they're just so excited to take it home and they, they get to remember, you know, that memory forever. It's so sweet. So how do you, how do you find the stuff for your store? Um, you know, and what sort of qualifications do, do these things have to meet to, to get well, it in your store? In the beginning. So I, um, I had worked several retail jobs at the same time. Um, and I actually was working at five different, shops at the same same time it was a really unique um place it was called the union in the biltmore and i was able to learn all these point of sales and all i mean just so much business information and i never in a million years thought i would open a shop but my dad has been collecting my parents have been selling vintage online for over 20 years so as i'm kind of transitioning i'm i was at the time i was working a you know, embarrassingly a 12 hour, $12 an hour job. And, and I'm looking at other $12 an hour jobs. And I'm like, you know, I could just turn my, my life savings into, we can just try this. I have all the merchandise. All I have to do is put a price tag on it and we'll see what happens. <laughs> and so we, um, you know, I have, I have more rules now. We don't, I don't try not to put chip stuff in here. We just got really lucky that my dad already had, and we haven't even tapped the surface of the stuff that he's, that he's got socked away. He's, he's been a junker his whole life. He loves yard sales. He loves, um, 
oh gosh, he's, you know, he spends days in thrift stores. He just loves it. Uh, and so we, I was just able to, to open this up and now we get, we get donations instead of people taking it to, you know, goodwill, they bring it to me. So I just, yeah. Um, like anything and everything. And now I shop for people. So I, I always keep things in mind when I'm out, when I'm out picking for items for the shop. So when you're picking items for the shop, are you kind of hitting up like Goodwills, um, garage sales, you know, every, know you, every, yeah. all of the above? Yes. Yes. We, we do Goodwills. We do, um, yeah. Estate sales. I've gotten very lucky that, uh, I've, I've gotten kind of first and last dibs on a few of them um, just because they know once they get to know me, they know that I'm, I'm honoring this stuff. I, I take in, I, I like the energy that comes from secondhand goods and I want to honor, you know, I, their mother, I, I was at an estate sale and just got very attached to this woman. She was a really amazing, fun. And her daughter said, oh man, she would have loved you. And I just, um, I don't know, instead of that stuff getting thrown away, it's, it can go to a good home that somebody will continue to love. That's interesting. Do you, so are you ever curious about the stories behind any of the, the items that you get? And do you have any interesting stories that you can share? Oh gosh. Well, there was one gentleman, um, I was, I got very lucky. The, uh, the women that were putting on his estate, I was able to go in several times and just got to know kind of the feeling of this gentleman. He, he had lived a great life. He was 93 when he passed. Uh, Bob Dole was his college roommate, which was just amazing. Uh, oh, wow. He was a partner and, and him and his partner had, they had traveled the world. So every room in there, they had a big house in actually in Sunny Slope and every room had, uh, had a different theme. So they, they, I mean, they just were the neatest people. And I smile every time because I still have a few of his items in the shop. And he just asked, asked these women, you know, please just don't, don't junk my stuff, like get it, get it to where it needs to go. And they, they did an enormous and amazing job getting that done. Very cool. Well, and so we're, we're coming out of obviously a, a crazy last year in, in 2020 and, and of course parts of 2021. And, you know, for the most part for, for the U S and for Phoenix specifically COVID's kind of in the rear view mirror, but I've, I'm always curious to talk to small business owners, especially somebody in retail. How did, how did COVID affect your business and, and how is it coming out of COVID? It was terrifying. <laughs> um, I got very incredibly lucky with the landlord that I have. Um, I had chatted with him back. This was last March. And I said, I have to close my store because we had to shut down everything. And he was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, this is, this is heavy. This is big. And so we closed for six weeks. I, April 1st, I woke up and my mom, I was living with my parents at the time. And my mom said, you got an email from David. And he said, if you can't pay your rent this month, it's okay. 
And that took so much pressure because I literally woke up shaking that morning. I was so scared. Like I had built this thing and this thing I had no control over might take it away. And that was really, that was really scary. So I was very lucky that I had a good following already on social media. And so I took a couple of days and I got in here and I got to work. I transitioned into basically selling everything on Instagram. I didn't really ask for any help from anybody, but I just, you know, we had already had a good following. So people were, they were like, you know, take pictures of the shop and I will buy stuff from you. So we did, we did curbside pickup. I delivered stuff all over town. I would take screenshots of the shop and people would circle like nine items and go total me up and how do I pay you? So we were able, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. And I was, I mean, it was, it was actually a lot more work than, than, you know, because owning a shop obviously is going to be, it's a ton of work and it's constant moving boxes. It's constant zhuzhing of the store and things like that. But this was, I mean, this was even, it was even more intense. And it's funny because I'm, I'm a very competitive person. So I just went, no, I'm paying you your rent. I will pay you your rent. And we, you know, we weren't profiting a ton, but I was able to, I got all my bills paid through this whole thing. And that was, you know, I'm really actually really proud of that. That's Uh, a huge accomplishment. You should be proud. A gentleman from the city of Phoenix, he called me and he said, look, we've got these grants. And he said, I, you know, if you made 25% less in this three month period than you did the previous year, we can give you some grant money. And it was funny because I, I was kind of neck and neck with the year before. So he was like, well, I mean, I'm sorry, I can't give you free money, <laughs> but <laughs> for, wow. Cause I think, you know, it was sad because a lot of, a lot of businesses closed, um, a lot of similar shops to mine. And I don't know what the difference was. I don't know if it was just my heart. I don't know if it was my following. I don't know. I just, you know, had, I just switch gears and I think well, it just sounds that- like, I mean, it sounds like it's probably a combination of all of it. And then your willingness to pivot rather than freeze in place. I mean, switching over and selling items on, on Instagram. It, I mean, that seems pretty innovative to, to me at least. And, you know, the doing curbside pickup and then delivering these items all around town, uh, that just, that just shows your drive, dedication, and it. And I would imagine that you implemented all of this relatively fast. Uh, correct. Yes. Yes. I did that within, you know, within a week. It was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get this done. Um, and then I was having, you know, I was in here just. I thought, okay, we're gonna clean this. You know, I'm gonna rearrange. I'm gonna make sure that when we can reopen, this place is pure magic. And friends would come and help me. They just, you know, they wanted to get out of the house and we knew we were, you know, we, we knew that we were being safe. I was really didn't do much of anything else other than running the shop. And I have a, have a hair business that I do also two days a week. So I just, I didn't, I didn't go anywhere. So I was a safe, felt like I was a safe and healthy person to be around. Um, and then of course, you know, we were very big on mask wearing and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's been a really, it's been a really interesting year and a half. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And have you seen an increase in your business now that things are a little bit back to normal? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we also, we, we throw events and those really are like the icing on the cake that helps us out 
Um, they're hard to do. They're very tricky to do in the summer. So, uh, right. but we do parking lot events. I do pop-ups with friends. Um, you know, we all just, there's, there's like more than enough to go around. So I will do in-store pop-ups. I will do sidewalk pop-ups. Um, you know, I think, I think next month we're going to have a food truck on the regular, on a regular basis. So, um, just anything we can do to, you know, to make this community thrive We're we're, yeah, we're all in this together. That's great. You're, you're being innovative. You're, you're giving back to the community that's given to you. Um, so I, I like that. I, I think, you know, I think you give what you get and, you know, you're putting these things out into the world. And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, you're successful and you were able to make it through, through COVID. Yeah. Um, so kudos. That's, that's really awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. I, I'm blown away, blown away by uh, the success that we've had and the opportunities that have come come my way. And uh, it was wild. I won New Times Best of Phoenix in 2020. Wow. And I know, I know. I had no idea, <laughs> which kind of makes it even, even cooler. Um, I had no idea that we were nominated. And the night that the article came out online, my friend messaged me and he's like, have you seen this yet? Because I didn't mention it. I didn't, I had no idea. And I, <laughs> burst into tears and my parents and I, we were jumping up and down and high-fiving and hugging. And we were just, it's so, oh my goodness. It's awesome. It's so That's awesome. great. Good for you. Good for you. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, you know, I read an article the other day, or, or I should say, at least I read the, the title of the article. So I didn't like really get into it, but it was, it was mentioning, it was Goodwill referencing all of the stuff that people have donated during COVID and how um, a lot of people were donating just garbage. Um, have you seen an increase, you know, on the, on the vintage side with everybody? I know I went through my house cause we were stuck at home and we just started decluttering and getting rid of things that we didn't need. Did you see an increase during COVID of people donating to you and, and trying to, to, to give you things? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I mean, I'll have people bring, you know, four boxes of stuff. They do it. They do. And they do it all the time. A friend of mine, she owned a vintage shop uh, back East for many, many, many years. And she donates stuff to me regularly. And she said they, they got to a point where they didn't have to source anymore because they were getting so many donations and people will specifically, they'll take, you know, stuff that they don't think will fit in the shop. They'll take it to Goodwill or to Halo or to, you know, one of the other thrift stores, the Humane Society, St. Vincent mm -hmm. de Paul. Um, but they'll, the things that they think I can, I can sell in here, they will, they'll bring to me. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I, I, I can't say enough good things about what you're doing. I think, um, putting your home and, and your shop in sunny slope, giving back to the community that you were raised in and really developing that area. Um, I'm really excited for you. I continue to be bullish on the sunny slope and Garfield areas uh, in general. Um, and so I, you know, keep up, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Was there anything that, that you wanted to cover that maybe we didn't touch on yet? Um, I mean, we could talk about, um, like the, I don't really have a team, but, um, we could talk about like the kind of the behind the scenes. Um, my parents are, they help me out tremendously. Um, they are definitely, I couldn't do this without them. My mom does a lot of the pricing in of things and, 
and uh, our bookkeeping. And she's, she's, she's the technology person. I am not. So she does our, you know, our email blasts and things like that. Cause she just, she loves it. Um, and then my dad is just, he's, he's the picker and he's out here watering our plants and he's just like the go-to guy. If we have an emergency, he, he is here in a minute and uh, they're just, yeah, they're, they're the best. I. It sounds can't. like a, a true family business and, and family affair. So that's, uh, that's really great. Yeah. They're, they're awesome. Very cool. Well, if anyone has any questions or they want to get in touch with you or they want to follow your social media, how do they find you? So I'm on Instagram. Uh, it's just at the vintage Arizona. Um, and that's my Instagram is, is really fun. Um, I'm on Facebook as well. Um, and we're located. Um, it's funny cause we're, we're on cave Creek road. So we got a lot of people saying, Oh, cave Creek is just so far away. And I'm like, well, I'm at the beginning of cave Creek road. <laughs> so we're very close. Um, I'm located at one zero six three seven North Cave. Creek. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, people will literally drive out to Cave Creek and they're like, gosh, you're, where are you? <laughs> like, well, we're, we're like a couple miles north of Dunlap. So come on back. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, if, if anybody <laughs> wants to you know, contact me, it's uh, my email is the vintage Arizona at gmail.com. We will make sure to uh, tag all of Shannon's contact info in the show notes. I highly recommend following her Instagram. It is a fun follow. Uh, and everybody go check out the Vintage Arizona and meet Shannon in person. Thank you so much, Shannon, for, for doing this. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. It's absolutely my pleasure. All right. Well, this has been another edition of Danny Brown Talks News, and we will see you guys next time. Just wanted to say a quick thank you to all of you who tuned in for this episode of Danny Brown Talks Phoenix. I know there are many podcasts out there, and I truly appreciate that you chose to listen to mine. If you go ahead and subscribe and leave a review, I'd really appreciate it. Lastly, I wanted to remind you that this episode was brought to you by Myriad Real Estate Group. So if you ever have any questions about real estate or looking to buy or sell in the Phoenix area, please visit myriadaz.com, which will be linked in the description. Thanks again for tuning in to Danny Brown Talks Phoenix.